the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Jenna Ellis Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is The Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I trust to give you good and patient counsel for investing in your retirement. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis and they have no clue how to fix it. Oil prices have skyrocketed. And when oil prices go up, not only do your expenses go up, but the cost of transportation and shipping spikes, leading the prices of goods to rise. And when And we are already seeing record inflation. That's the last thing that we need. Our economy is in trouble and you need to take steps to protect yourself. If all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you may be vulnerable. So gold is one of the very best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your own gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com where you can download the free investor's guide. You can also go to my Facebook page, Jenna Ellis. I am a public figure on Facebook and I just posted yesterday a really great interview with the president of Legacy Precious Metals who is discussing why you need to start your retirement account even if you're in your your 20s or 30s. There is always a great time to protect your retirement and invest just like you want to protect your health over the long term. So go to Legacy Precious Metals at LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-528-1903. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. I'm Jenna Ellis, and you know, sometimes you podcast on the fly, and it's so much fun because I'm actually in the basement of a really good friend's uh, law firm, and he's going to be starting a podcast that I'm really excited about, so stay tuned for that, and you may see a few of the other eclectic items down here, Um, but I'm really happy to be in Colorado and uh, be here and uh, getting to catch up with some old friends, and also my good friend, Micah Bach is here. Um, You know him as a TPUSA ambassador. Uh, You know him as an influencer. He worked on the Hill for Madison Cawthorn, uh, comms for Victoria Sparts. A lot of great experience. Um, But today, he's joining me to talk about Give Sin to Go and the incredibly ridiculous, authoritarian, tyrannical Canadian... government that is now trying to uh, actually not only dox all of these people who are donating to the truckers, but now they're saying, the Canadian government is actually saying, we are going to freeze your assets and not allow you to access your bank account just because uh, if you're a Canadian, you're wanting to donate to the Freedom Convoy. Micah, your thoughts? 
Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, Jenna. It's a yeah. pleasure to be with you. Uh, and I think what we're looking at right now is the first example uh, of what people have foretold for a long time, which is centralized banking being used as a weapon to silence citizens. And uh, what's happening in Canada right now is you have a, a regime, a government that is unwilling to give up the control that they've placed on their citizens. And they found that one of the best tools they can use to manipulate the citizenry is finances, the financial system. And when you have a centralized structure around that financial system where everyone's putting their money through one individual or one organization, you have the ability for that structure to be manipulated and abused. And that's exactly what we see in Canada right now. Yeah. And so a lot of people are saying that this is a foreshadowing of potentially what could come to the United States, especially under the Biden administration. So um, I think that it's absolutely not only plausible, but this is why uh, litigation, this is why making sure that our constitutionally protected rights are actually protected. And so what are potentially some um, things that are in place here that Americans uh, maybe should be concerned about or not as concerned about with our government doing the same thing as Canada? Sure, absolutely. I, I think that you can look at individuals within uh, the conservative movement today who have been canceled both financially and then also socially online as as kind of the precursors to what's occurring in Canada happening in the United States. You have Mike Lindell, who uh, mm -hmm. has been denied banking operations at numerous institutions due to his, his stance on different political issues. And if they can do it to one individual, there's no reason to believe they won't be able to do it to others. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the current uh, state of affairs in the United States, uh, you know, you have to show your papers to get a burger in certain places, you know, uh, what's to say that they won't apply that same type of standard to banking operations. And the American banking system is set up in such a way, in such a centralized way that would make it incredibly easy to do that. And unfortunately, we have leadership that may be more inclined to head in that direction. So for people who are interested in protecting their assets and for people, you know, Mike Lindell was just on this show a couple weeks ago when the Minnesota Bacon Trust uh, sent him a letter, you know, saying that basically they're going to deny him the ability to, uh, to continue on their bank, which was utterly ridiculous. And he's fighting back, but he has a lot of resources to fight back. So for the average individual who's saying, you know, I've been at my banking institution for a decade or two decades, and I'm really concerned because I want to keep donating to causes that I support and not be silenced for political speech. Um, what are some options potentially for people? Sure. Well, if we look at what occurred in Canada after uh, GoFundMe essentially stole people's money and wasn't allowing it to go to its intended uh, targets, uh, they utilized other other resources, such as gifts and go. Mm -hmm. However, uh, these resources still rely on that centralized model of finance, where the money is flowing through uh, major institutions that have government control exerted on them. So the question then becomes, how can you create a financial system that doesn't throw th a flow rather through a centralized entity? And the answer is decentralized finance. Or, as I'm sure you've heard, blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. uh, the greatest kind of example of that is, is Bitcoin um, or other blockchains such as Ethereum. And the beauty of these systems is they empower individuals in a decentralized fashion to enact uh, or interact, rather, with a financial world without flowing through a centralized organization that is able to exert control on them. And so a lot of people, and I've seen this on Twitter especially, um, that people are saying, okay, well, I don't really understand crypto. I'm not really, you know, as much into um, the finance world and all of that. And so, and there do seem to be a lot of loopholes for potential criminal activity with some of that. And that's why the government is justifying some of their moves by saying, well, we have to make sure to monitor this so that we don't have things like money, money laundering. We don't have um, some of those, you know, where you're basically using crypto the same way that people traditionally used cash for a long time. 
time, you know, for criminal activity. So where's the balance in terms of policy? Because we know that the Biden administration and the Democrat progressive leftists are not going to be inclined to protect our rights. I mean, they'll use any sort of false flag or any pretext to say, well, we're going to justify our restriction of your individual liberties under this pretext that we're actually doing this for um, either a legally justifiable reason or something that is for your protection, right? We've seen that throughout for so many different things. So when we're talking about um, what can the government do and what should the government do in a way that does actually protect um, against bad actors, but at the same time maximize freedom and liberty, what is that balance? Sure, absolutely. And I think that's that's one of the fundamental differences between you know the conservative right and uh, more left-leaning institutions in government is this idea that we as individuals would be, would be more likely to choose the radical uh, chaos of freedom over the potential boot of tyranny uh, in governmental control. And so the question does exist, and of course is, is relevant, that there needs to be some limitations on how these types of platforms are being used in terms of criminal activity. But the beauty of, of blockchain technology is that it, it empowers the individual to make decisions about their financial future without any type of oversight. Now, of course, that can be abused. But what we're seeing right now is that whether or not there is criminal abuse occurring in the financial industry, the greater threat, in my opinion, is coming from these large governmental actors that are able to silence millions of citizens and their voices on uh, both a national and a financial stage. Mm -hmm. So what blockchain does is it allows each individual to create their financial future within the microcosm of their individuality without allowing them or requiring them rather to rely on a centralized system of finance. Now, Yes, criminals can absolutely abuse that, and they most assuredly will. However, I would rather choose a system that has some criminal activity than choose a system where my freedoms and my ability to speak out and utilize my financial voice uh, have been silenced by a totalitarian minority. Yeah, and that's a principle of conservatism that says better, for example, to let 10 guilty men go free than have one innocent person suffer. We always have that cost-benefit analysis that there will be uh, the potential for some bad actors, but just because of that potential doesn't justify the government restricting freedom and liberty um, unnecessarily and and so strongly so when there is no actual reason to suspect every single um, American of some kind of criminal activity or to say we're restricting your liberty just because we're restricting this other um, very small fraction of the community. And so we have to always have that cost-benefit analysis. And it's, I mean, and this also parallels what we've been talking about for a long time with censorship in other means, like everybody's obviously been talking about and familiar with censorship on social media platforms. This is the exact same parallel just in the financial world. And so you're seeing that when big government and the centralization of these big tech or big financial or big pharma oligarchs, big anything, when they come in and they say, we are going to be oppressive and we're going to restrict under the auspices of of the greater good and we're doing this um, to make sure that you are protected, those protections often are not worth and almost always are not worth the exchange of then handing over liberty because we'll never get it back. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point that you bring up about uh, the the idea of canceling individuals uh, in the big tech sphere, uh, because what we're, what we're really seeing, especially in Canada, but also in the United States, is that if they can't silence you by canceling your social capital, they'll silence you by canceling your financial capital. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what decentralized technology hopes to fix because no one controls Bitcoin. 
no one controls Ethereum. No one controls these decentralized blockchains. They are individually accessed by you and by me. The Federal Reserve can't touch your funds. The federal government can't touch your funds. You, however, have the ability to send your funds to whoever you want, however you want, in a secure fashion without Big Brother looking over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And as Big Brother continues to grow, gets larger, and becomes more a more of a bowling force in this world, the ability to enact, uh, w or rather act in the financial sector privately and in a secure fashion becomes that much more important for the individual citizen. Mm -hmm. Vaccines have not eliminated the Chinese Fauci virus, so we all need extra protection for our immune systems. My friends at Centurion Labs have combined five key ingredients to defend your immune system against allergies, cold, the flu, and even the coronavirus. It's called Centurion Defender, and it incorporates vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, copper, and quercetin in just one capsule. No more swallowing 10 pills a day or not taking supplements because the individual cost is just too high. So take one Defender with breakfast and one with dinner and keep living your life. Just like the Centurions of Rome led by example and held themselves to the highest possible standards, Centurion Labs has dedicated the last 15 years to research and develop safe, effective, and affordable healthcare products made in the USA that you can trust. For a limited time, listeners of this show can save 20% off their first order of Centurion Defender. Visit centurionlabs.com forward slash and use the promo code J-E-N-N-A. Defend your health today with Centurion Defender. That's centurionlabs.com forward slash Jenna and the promo code Jenna. Centurion Labs, that's with an S, centurionlabs.com forward slash J-E-N-N-A. And it's really fascinating to see the development of all of this in Canada and to have these conversations in the United States. And I think that, um, you know, it was fascinating if you didn't listen to... Um, uh, Viva, who was on uh, Viva Frey, who was on my show uh, last week, I think it was, for the Canadian truckers and talking about how he actually thinks that Justin Trudeau is going to be ousted as the prime minister as a result of all of this. To see these kind of uh, tyrants who are acting as, you know, the potentate of Canada rather than the prime minister. I mean, they actually have a constitution, right? And he was talking about how, uh, and this was fascinating to me as, as a um, as someone who loves, you know, the Constitution and practices law in this area in the United States, he was saying that there was a um, one of the framers of the Canadian Constitution is actually litigating over one of these provisions right now. And I'm like, this would be like James Madison walking into court today and litigating and being like, that is not what I meant, you know. And so we need to be looking at our founding principles and the framework of why we protect liberty over having the government think that they can determine, quote unquote, the greater good for us and make sure that, I mean, liberty is a risk and people have very different ideas of what they want to do with their capital, with their speech, with their religion, with a lot of different things. And the only way that we can truly continue in a pluralistic, truly diverse society is through understanding that we have the construct and the principle of liberty. And that foundation, I think, is so important, Micah, because when we look at truly the context of what our founders meant by, for example, religious freedom, mm -hmm. a lot of people will say, well, if you advocate for a Christian nation, then you are forcing people by virtue of saying that you're forcing people to accept the Christian worldview as a premise. Well, no, we're saying that you have the freedom because of the moral truth 
that the Christian worldview provides and the moral framework mm-hmm. and the understanding that you as an individual are a human being made in the image of God and you have inherent dignity and worth and you can choose and pursue happiness. What does that mean? Well, you can choose what is in your best interest for yourself and your family. And that includes finances. It includes speech. It includes religion. It includes all of those things. You can't get to a truly diverse society and respecting each other's differences unless you have a Christian worldview moral framework. And that's what these big oligarchs and these big, um, well, they're really petty tyrants, but the Justin Trudeaus and the Joe Bidens of the world are trying to stifle. And that's where we as conservatives, and especially Christians, I think always have to come back to our first principles and make sure that we understand what does liberty actually mean? It doesn't mean licentiousness. It doesn't mean there's no morality. It doesn't mean there's no uh, criminal consequences for bad actors or bad acts, but it does mean that we want to take that risk and we want to say your individual liberty is much more important than government control. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a whole provide the basis for this new frontier of exploring individual liberty mm-hmm. uh, in the context of the financial sector. And, and you know, if, if you're really putting your money where your mouth is by the saying, um, then this this style of, uh, of innovation is going to be fundamental in shaping what the world looks like in the next 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, and is, I mean, to put it in the words of Mark Cuban, it's like investing in the internet. Um, I brought out Shark Tank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like investing in the internet back before yeah. the internet really was a well-known a well-known thing. That's what that's what blockchain is. And it has the, mm-hmm. the potential to completely dis- disrupt these financial systems that have existed since, you know, around World War II, mm-hmm. right? And, and centralized governments, centralized financial entities are afraid of that. And so they're going to utilize their power to try and limit the individual in their ability to speak out in a financial way. And that's what we're seeing in Canada. Unfortunately, that's what we're probably going to see in the United States. It's what we're seeing in Australia as well. And what we need to do as individuals who uh, care about our voices, care about where we send our money and care about who we support, we need to find ways to support institutions and support technology that empowers us and doesn't empower these larger corporations, whether that's GoFundMe, whether that's the Federal Reserve, whether that's that's, you know, the federal government, uh, we need to look for a decentralized way to empower the people. Mm-hmm. If, if, we're tr- if we truly are grassroots, then we need to support blockchain and cryptocurrency mm-hmm. because that is the grassroots financial way to fund uh, the next generation uh, of leaders and the, the next generation of movements. Yeah, and so well said. And I think that also mirrors uh, why everyone is decentralizing as well from legacy media, for example, yeah. because that also had a corner on the market, if you will, of all of the speech and what we determined is newsworthy. And so that's why people like Joe Rogan and all of these other podcasts, I mean, you know, even mine included, where you have the legacy media that wants to stifle all those. You have, you know, the Spotify that there's so much pressure being put on them to mm-hmm. cancel people because they're going against the regime's narrative. But the way of decentralizing information is to have a diversity of platforms that the legacy media regime can't control. And that's exactly what we need to do in all of these different areas so that we can maximize freedom, we can maximize more opportunity, more choice. And that's always what the First Amendment has always been about, right? Like freedom of speech, freedom of association, free exercise of religion, freedom of the press. It's all about speaking together about truth and being able to disseminate that information in those different ideas, even if they're not 
truth, even if they're misinformation, right? And who gets to determine those labels? Well, that's the whole idea of a free marketplace is to be able to have access to a divergent viewpoint. And that's where if we start decentralizing things, it actually makes a lot more sense in terms of protecting our liberty. Right. And the, and the point you bring up about the media is, is very important because, you know, the, the left wing argument has always been, well, if you don't want to be canceled, go form your own media, right. you know, get off of the Amazon web servers, get off of Twitter, get off of, uh, of Facebook and go do your own thing. And, and in the media sense, uh, conservatives have done that. We've created our own, our own social media platforms. We've created our own environments to engage with each other, whether that's Rumble that I know your podcast is on, Getter, uh, True Social that uh, the Trump team's dropping relatively soon. So in the media sense, we've done that. Mm -hmm. And in the financial... they hate that, by the way. They They absolutely hate it. Yes, They absolutely do. (laughs) Uh, But in the financial sense, that's what blockchain represents, is it represents the ability to say, uh, when the liberals tell us to go form our own organization to conduct our actions, that's what blockchain is. It's already there. Mm -hmm. We can already use it. They can use it too. But the beauty of it is that they can no longer silence us for the decisions we try and make while Mm -hmm. exercising our right to spend our dollars the way we want. Yeah, very interesting. So we'll have to have Micah back on soon to talk about crypto because that's what you continue to talk to me about. We had this whole like long conversation <laughs> in New York at the Young Republicans uh, dinner after that. Like, you know, you were saying like, oh, crypto is so amazing. And I was like, give me the FYI. It's the so, future. It yes, really is. So, I don't know. He's I mean, he's trying to convince me of that. So maybe he'll convince you. We'll see. But Micah, thanks so much. And uh, and it's been you know, it's been great to to learn from you. And I know you are one of the um, the young conservatives that is truly the future of um, of America, of the conservative movement. And I respect the fact that you come from a Christian worldview standpoint and you hold that moral truth and that informs conservatism. And we need a lot more of that in the next generation. So thanks for all you do. And by the way, he works for me now. I kind of poached him from all that. And I forgot to mention that in the very beginning of the show. So glad to have him on board. Um, He is my director of operations and um, also, you know, good friend informs me of stuff and I inform him of of things. And, you know, it's been a been a good ride so far. Mutually beneficial relationship (laughs) for Sure, absolutely. absolutely. All yeah. right, well, thanks. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.